You're listening to Taxpayers Australia's news and insights podcast, Tax Wrap. Welcome listeners to Tax Wrap Podcast, episode 77. I'm Steve Burnham, joined today again by Lisa and Andy. And an exciting week because, we're, well, not just because of what's gone down, but what's coming up, which is... Tax time 2016. It's very close on the horizon. And, you um, sounded too excited about that, Steve. Well, it, I'd like to, a few things to happen. The election to be over, to get some certainty about what we're doing one way or the other. And um, in, in, amongst all that, we've got to fit in the normal every yearly our tax returns. I mean, it's, it's, it's a head scratcher. Well, it's um, very inconvenient, I think, having an election at this time of the I year. Know. I'm feeling very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, I know. And you, you tend to... I hope I don't forget any deductions or anything else that's going down. But, uh, I mean, even though there are changes that we've got to all take into account for for all of our clients, um, they'll have a lot of questions for us. But what has changed? What what are we looking forward to? What are we looking down the barrel of, Andy? That's why we're here, Steve. All so right. <laughs> now, first things first, the ATO has started to um, issue some of its ATO stationery. Or and forms, as, or you, forms, like to call as you like them. to call yeah, it. Yeah, confuse me for a minute when you said stationary. Yeah. So I thought not, bits not, of paper. Not the stuff that office works, Steve. Right. Um, <laughs> so what the ATO has done is they've released all the most, well, most of their tax time 2016 forms, okay. instructions and fact sheets. Right. Yeah, and the good thing, Andy, about that is that all the software vendors would have got a pre-release of those forms, so it should be ready to go as soon as the ATO hits the go button. Oh, yeah. Usually everything's ready to go with our software vendors as right. well. Yep. That's right. So the ATO's issued um, a list of the various forms and fact sheets that are available. Primarily, the we can say that the individual 2016 tax returns now available with instructions, uh, company tax returns, but the company tax return instructions are not quite available yet. Right. The, the ATO says expected to be published They probably soon. need to calculate that 28.5% and the uh, the 5% offset, Andy, so they're probably oh. still working through their examples perhaps. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're not entirely sure of that. But the other interesting thing amongst the forms, of course, is that um, some of you may recall that the ATO does have these... Um, these fact sheets for various um, employees. So, for example, if you have airline employees, 2016, that fact sheet's uh, out now. So, oh, yeah, for yeah. those who work as um, who work as airline employees, they can work out, you know, whether certain expenses are deductible. So, for example, your hosiery, if you're a stewardess, that's typically deductible. Makeup, shoes, those sorts of things. So, that's contained in that airlines employees, 2016. Guide and there's a, a, a whole raft of them. So cleaners, factory workers, um, hairdressers. So hairdressers. A big hello to Tony out there. Lisa's hairdresser. Oh yes, hello Tony. <laughs> Journalists, lawyers. Um, what the else? Sex we... workers didn't make that list no, though, did they? That you're reading. Not yet. They're still working no. that out, I suppose. But the shop assistants did. It, does this mean, Andy, that if there's a, a release of uh, deductions for certain professions, does it mean there's been changes, or was it just sort of underlining what's it's more, it's more, I mean, the positions are relatively settled. Right. So this is more just updating and if there's anything slightly new or anything slightly different, they might update It'll that or clarify. But in terms of some of these deductions, they're pretty much settled for a very long time. Yeah, now. so sometimes they just refresh it. I know that Letty and Dennis did a podcast on the uh, web development deduction right. costs. And, like, it still stays the same principles, you know, if it's producing accessible income and it's not capital, is it deductible or not? And um, it's just keeping up with, you know, what's happening out there yeah. with technology and things like that. Because we know it still claims that, you know, if you've got a – what's the old rule that if you've got an emblem on your shirt or something, you can pay for 
dry cleaning or if it's oh, a sp- right. uniform you can you can um, you know, claim washing and things like that but like what you wear to work Steve I think uh, you could wear um well, to a nightclub out or oh, something like sure. that. <laughs> and so, well, yeah, sorry, can't get that one. Um, so I suppose, just like everyone, we all need reminding uh, and our clients do, I suppose, what's allowed and what's not. Yeah, and that's, that's what right. it is. And certain professions have different things, like I think moisturiser and sunscreen for people that are working outside, but mm. probably we couldn't probably claim that since we're in an office. Mm. Yeah, that's right. So the other thing to also, I also see in this list, is the salary and wage occupation codes 2016 which is a biggie as well so so when you fill out your individual tax return you typically put in what your occupation is particularly if you're preparing it self-preparer so that's quite important in terms of part of the ATO's um, data matching processes in terms of the the occupation that you put they can draw some conclusions from that. Okay Andy well that's uh, that's good to know about the new forms that we can look forward to now what else is on the horizon? The other thing to note is the simplified depreciation to small business. The $20,000 write-off now kicks in from 1 July 15. So businesses need to be cognizant. Those that are with a turnover of less than 2 mil would need to be cognizant that now they can claim those expenses in their tax return. Yep. Now, from 1 July 2016, we're not quite sure what's going to happen there until we get the result of the election. Oh, the election, of course. This is for the largest small businesses, Steve, as we're calling them. So $10 million or 10, less. Yeah, yeah. Or up to $10 million. Let's make it right. So, right. yep. Yeah, so there'll be a label in there so that people can, can claim that immediate deduction as, right. as a, a capital allowance from... $1,000 in the prior year. So that's that's a good thing for small business. Yeah, And it might be a good idea just to recap on the small business pool, which is always a hot one as well, which can be written off. That's right, Lisa. The, the other thing with the $20,000 write-off that most won't be aware of is that if your small pool balance is less than $20,000 at the start of the income year, uh, you can also write that off. So that's that's another little bonus that uh, people often forget about. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And is that the small business pool, Andy, or the low-value pool, or is it both? Just, uh, just to just be clear? Yeah, just that's just the small business pool. The low-value pool, that is the less than $1,000 pool that uh, typically happens for larger businesses, Lisa, um, will continue to be the same. Yeah, I just thought because some of that, so as with everything with tax, there's a few little words that make things a little bit different. And mm. I know that that's where some of our helpline calls just to clarify things. So we're talking about the small business. That's pool. absolutely correct okay. there, Lisa. Yeah, all right. And of course, as you said, Andy, it depends on the election, what happens next financial year. And of course, the $20,000 write-off ends, though, in June 2017, is it right? Absolutely, Steve. Okay. So if those smaller, larger businesses, or whatever we Whichever like to call Larger, small businesses, <laughs> or, yeah, mm. 10 million bucks or below, or fewer, is that what I'm going to say? Yeah. Like we're in the supermarket, <laughs> 10 so items ho- or less. So hopefully once, if the coalition gets up, then, you know, some taxpayers will be able to avail themselves of that particular concession. So, right. so very important just to ensure. The other thing is that the asset needs to be stored ready for use as well. So... So that's the only time you can get deductions. So particularly at towards the end of year end, uh, if you can get, if, for example, if you have a computer or type piece of machinery, if you have that installed before year end, then you can get the deduction for that. Right. Yeah, so probably this time next year, spend, spend, spend. Well, yeah, if, if you've got the money. Well, well even yeah. if you haven't. <laughs> that's right. Well, so. be nice to have the money. <laughs> Never do things just for tax reasons, Steve, that's as we right. well know. Yeah, so the other the other big ticket item there is also the company tax cuts for small business, uh, the 28.5%, which also kicks in from 1 July 2015. Okay. So very token 
tax cut of 1.5% relative to uh, the 30% that most uh, companies are accustomed to. Uh, the other thing to note from that is the fact that um, when you're franking, uh, any dividends that you pay, you can frank it at the maximum of 30%. It doesn't have to be the 28.5%, which was previously potentially alluded to. So 30%, you can still uh, frank your franking, uh, frank your dividends there. Right. So if you do want to um, pay out a dividend to any of any of those um, small businesses, just make sure you've got enough franking capacity mm. to be able to do that. Otherwise, it could be a little bit of an embarrassment to pay some. Uh, franking deficit tax in that respect and uh, we wrote a very nice article I think Jay wrote a very nice article Andy wasn't it um, a few months back on that because we could see this being a potential concern that's right Lisa yep. all right um and what else is going on on the horizon yeah there's there's a couple of things for small business now I'll name them quickly off the top of my head so you've got the immediate deductions for startup costs so things such as incorporating a a company, the law does allow you to claim that as an immediate deduction it used right. to be that you could claim that over five years Following last year's budget, now you can claim it up front from 1 July 15 as well. Um, of course, the other thing is the small business income tax offset. So that 5% discount um, for those who are individuals in relation to a trust, if you're a partner in a partnership or if you're a sole proprietor, right. you can get that 5% discount, which is capped at $1,000. So that's that's an offset. And most might say that it's akin in some ways to the entrepreneurial tax offset a couple of years ago where we had that $75,000 um, threshold. So it works in that sort of manner. So worth um, having a look at the instructions uh, just to clarify how that um, particular discount works. And, and it might be a good idea too since we're still pre-30 June just looking if you can um, max out your beneficiaries so everyone can claim that $1,000 maximum. Could be a good idea, just an idea anyway. What, if what's it's that about? Sorry? What's, uh... Yeah, so if you have a trust um, and you're distributing to a number of beneficiaries. Remember, the the cap on the discount is actually $1,000 per individual. Okay. And so if you can find yourself a couple of beneficiaries, individual <laughs> beneficiaries, rather than corporate beneficiaries, they can avail themselves of that particular discount. Okay. Yeah, so it's all about the planning, Steve, at yeah, this time yeah, of the year. Of but, um, as much yeah. as you can, no, as we well, yeah. said before, up to June 30. Yeah, and exactly. People, and people need to remember as well that resolutions need to be uh, written up um, by 30 June if you do have a discretionary yeah. trust to make sure that all your beneficiaries are presently entitled. Okay, mm -hmm. right. Now, the other um, the other thing to note as well, and this came out of the uh, innovation statement that the government uh, issued last year, and that's to do with what they referred to as uh, the predominantly similar business tests in terms of recouping company losses. As we know, if, if your company fails what's referred to as a continuity of ownership test, uh, these days you need to rely on what's referred to as the same business test to recoup your tax losses. And that's a very subjective test and a very difficult test, uh, Lisa, because um, the Commissioner has a ruling that's in, in very simple parlance, parlance has got a bit of gobbledygook in there, uh, TR 1999-9, in terms of trying to work out whether you've maintained the same business um, between particular points in time. Yeah, it's quite it's quite lengthy, isn't it, Andy? As we recall, and we've all I think we've we've dwelled over it on many times. But it's um, a lot of examples, and I think that it's look I haven't seen it where it's been very easy to pass. So I think this sort of similar business test that they're bringing in, I think that'll definitely help going forward. Yeah. So so in very brief terms, Steve. I mean, under the test, and I'm just reading this straight out of the. Um, DHO's guide under this test, companies will be able to access losses where the 
their business is similar in regard to the extent to which the company generates accessible income from the same assets and sources. Whether any changes to the business are changes that would reasonably be expected to have been made to a similarly placed business. So mm. what does that what does that all mean? So if you've got a set of assets in, in your company and you're using those assets for another purpose because you feel like it's a good idea because your current business is not working, then you can apply your losses. And a typical example, Lisa, is um, in TR 1999-9, we had a situation where somebody was running a Japanese restaurant or Italian restaurant, if memory serves me correctly, and then they decided to sell pizzas instead. So... So if you were using the same assets, for example, the stove and, and your shop front to produce a different sort of um, menu, for example, they, you, you will be able, from the sounds of it, to uh, be able to use this predominantly similar business test. Okay, I think I heard you two saying before that this is the predominantly similar business test is untested. What, what does that mean? Yeah, so it hasn't gone through the court, so there could be... Oh, it hasn't um, been a court case about it. That's correct, okay. yeah. So the ATO will most likely provide guidance in the form of what's referred to as a law companion guide. We haven't seen anything to that effect, but mm. we're hopeful that we will see something that will provide people with a bit more guidance in terms of how to apply this test, and so people can then avail themselves of the losses that are trapped in the it, company. It's something I'd imagine would come up. I mean, it sounds like a very realistic situation if you want to change your yeah, it's always been it's always been very hard to pass if you haven't if you failed the continuity of ownership test, Steve. It's mm. you know the same business test. It really had to be identical just about oh. to, for that. So now they've loosened it a little bit, and so given that it was so hard to pass previously, mm. now it'll be interesting to see you know what goes as a test case up before the courts or the AAT mm. um, to trial this out. Um, but it sort of makes sense because you know if you if you've got losses, it means you haven't been going too well. Right. So you'd want to probably recorrect. So yep. in terms of, you know, tax paralleling economic outcome, it's actually a good idea. And this is where Andy was saying it's it's come out of the innovation statement from Christopher Pine. Right. Um, and it's just – when we originally looked at this, Andy, we thought it might have just been for innovative startup companies, but mm-hmm. they've applied it across, across the, the board. board. Okay. So I think it enables – in this disruptive – um, economy that we're in and everything's changing you know as we know everything's changing very very quickly uh, it gives businesses an opportunity to recorrect without losing the losses mm. that they really so rightfully deserve to be able to um, offset against future taxable income right yeah so what what it can do is for somebody to look at the business and say well look maybe I can make a go of this so I'll you know I'll you know I'll pump in 60 percent of or purchase 60% of the equity, for example, yep. and and see if I can make a fist of the, the underlying assets in this business. Exactly. Well, hopefully they haven't paid any goodwill, Andy, because if they're in losses, there should be negative goodwill <laughs> if that. That's should right. be some sort of opportunity cost out of it. Absolutely. Oh, so it's a bit bit more, as you said, Lisa, a bit more wriggle room. For yeah, yeah. And I like the way that I think that, you know, with the innovation statement, and that, I know with that that's paralleling what's happening in the UK, but it's allowing us to hopefully be an innovative... Right. Um, country yep. and things like that and moving forward that way which is if we're losing manufacturing and you know mining's not going as well I think we need to find the right few, thing to push us forward yeah, and we can't just keep make money yeah, yeah can't just keep exporting education it seems to be what we're doing mm. so it is it is good news Steve and that applies one July 2015 yep. okay um, well thanks again Lisa and thank you Andy it's been very educational and thank you listeners uh, we'll see you for next week's podcast <laughs>